second episode of Movie Wreck or Wreck with your co-host, Elizabeth Zong and Andrew Shang. Last week, we broke down The Great Gatsby, and we're back again this week to talk about another movie from the 20s. That's right. Today, we'll be discussing Singing in the Rain, a classic. This movie was filmed in 1952 and follows the love story of Don Lockwood and Kathy Selden as they adjust to the latest invention of the time, the talkies. It features Gene Kelly as Don Lockwood, Debbie Reynolds as Kathy Selden, Donald O'Connor as Cosmo Brown, and Gene Hagen as Lena Lamont. All right, let's go down. Elizabeth, how do you feel about this movie? I had pretty high hopes for this one. Not only was it the first movie on the list, but this movie is also pretty darn famous. And after watching another classic like The Great Gatsby, I was thinking I was in for another treat. Unfortunately, I was a bit let down. Mm, I think it was actually the opposite for me because I didn't have very high expectations going into this like I did for Gatsby because I'd actually never heard of this movie before. Um, I was definitely quite shocked at first by how old the film was, but also very impressed by some of the filming given the time period, especially the scenes involving the green screen and that wind dress thing. Oh yeah, the wind dress thing. That was so impressive. Um, I know we're being kind of vague about the wind dress thing, but if you know, you know. Now, in general, I thought the characters are just not very thought out. They're all pretty static, and they seriously lack character development. Or if they did have character development, it was just pretty bad. Yeah, I definitely agree with the character development part. And I think it was especially obvious between the relationship of Don and Lena. And now, given that, why don't we order all of our characters from worst to best again, just like we did in the last episode? And of course, starting off with Lena as our least favorite character. Yes. Now, we were actually pretty torn between Don and Lena, but we chose Lena in the end because Don actually redeemed himself, but we'll talk about that later. But Lena, however, her character was just lying, selfish, conceited, and just an airhead. Yeah, she was such a shallow and dumb person. And I think in the beginning, we kind of all wrote her off as, you know, this harmless person, but she was just annoying. And then she showed her true colors in the end. Mm -hmm. That one scene that really got to me was when she went to RF and she blackmailed him, saying that she would sue his entire company if he didn't lie to the public and give Lena the credit for Kathy's voice. I know, and I think that just showed how she had no morals and she only cared about herself. Mm -hmm. And that is why Lena is definitely the worst character in this movie. Now, John, however, he's a very close second. Yeah, he just made you want to hate him. He was arrogant, self-absorbed, narcissistic, but he did manage to redeem himself towards the end. Mm -hmm. And this redemption of his, like, we already mentioned that the character development was not good at all. So this redemption was kind of iffy for me. He started off very full of himself. He thought he could instantly get Kathy just because he had a big name. And I... I really like Kathy in this section because she was the first girl who didn't swoon all over him. She was quite a reality check for him. Right, exactly. But in the end, he did redeem himself. This was rather sudden when um, he thought that he could give Kathy credit in front of the entire audience. And so we actually thought that he was making it worse for himself by telling Kathy to go back on stage to cover for Lena. But... It was actually all in his plan to give credit to Kathy. Mm -hmm. But this one part where 
he almost he made it worse for himself that was really close to the ending already so for the majority of the movie uh i had a very bad impression on him now i know he did redeem himself but there wasn't enough time of like he did his character didn't grow for a long enough period of time during the movie for me to warm up to his character he went from bad to slightly less bad and almost instantly so i really just got an overall dominant bad impression of him okay enough about don let's move on to our third ranked character you might be surprised because you probably forgot all about him but it's rf Mm -hmm. we actually debated whether we should even include him in our final ranking but we did decide that in the end his role was significant enough to be included yeah i would say he had about as much screen time as jordan baker so I think he deserves a spot. Mm-hmm. I think he got this middle spot because at least he tried to give Kathy the credit that she deserved. So definitely an A for effort in that category. Right. You know, he wanted to give Kathy more roles. He was willing to, you know, give her a chance in this industry. But his morals were a little bit, or his motives were a bit questionable. Mm-hmm. So it's not that he was an outstanding, morally driven person. He was a good person to Kathy because she would rake in more money for his company. So I think the conclusion is that he was just definitely team money through and through. Right, exactly. We can, every single action that he made might have seemed like he was doing it in the good of his heart, but in the end, it was all just making sure that he would have money in the end. Mm-hmm. So I think he definitely deserves this middle position because although he didn't do anything horrible to Kathy or anyone, he never did anything outstandingly amazing either. He was kind of just a neutral character. He was a good person, but he never went out of his way to do anything amazing for anyone. Right, exactly. Now, our second favorite character is Kathy, but we were kind of conflicted as to where we should rank her. In fact, we almost switched her with Dawn. Mm -hmm, But I think the deciding factor here was, once again, her character development. Right. With Don, we talked about this earlier, earlier, how he started off as, like, this horrible person. But he did kind of redeem himself into, like, a neutral position. Whereas Kathy, she started off really strong. She was a strong, independent woman. She was working hard to earn her money. When some random guy drops into her car, she first yells at him, and she was not scared of him at all. Mm -hmm. Now, in this moment... I instantly was drawn to her character. She had so much potential, and I really wanted to see where she would go throughout this movie. But in the end, it really seemed like she threw it all away for a man. She kind of just became a noodle and let herself get played for too long before she finally stood up for herself. Especially in the end, where she let Dawn talk her into going back on stage to do an encore as Lena's voice. It's clear that Dawn did progress as a character, whereas Kathy, I think she really just digressed. Right. And although Kathy was the breath of fresh air in the beginning, our favorite character, Cosmo, was the comedic relief throughout the entire movie. Mm -hmm. In my opinion, Cosmo was almost like the corresponding character to Jordan from The Great Gatsby. Right. He was the supporting side character. You know, he was a very supportive friend, like Jordan was to Daisy. Um, when Don first met Kathy and she disappeared on him, um, Cosmo was the one who helped Don find Kathy. Mm-hmm. So not only was he a supportive friend to Don, he also really just stuck up for Kathy when she needed it. 
And I think the one scene that really sold me about his character was when he offered RF a cigar early in the movie, but in the end, when RF kind of just screwed Kathy over, he immediately stood up for Kathy, went to RF and said, I take back that cigar. You don't deserve it. Right. And I just, it just shows that not only was he a supportive friend to Dawn, but he was a supportive friend to everyone. Mm-hmm. So I think it really just shows that his morals and intentions were purely for, from the good of his heart through and through. Right. And we also can't forget that he was a tap dancing legend. Yeah. Definitely just carried the entire movie for me. Right. Okay. I think that's a good place to pause. We'll be right back. And we're back to discuss the message of the film. I think that the recurrent concept of voice really just stood out to me, especially in the characterization of Lena in tandem to the invention of talkies. Yeah, so we all know that 1920 marked the passing of the 19th Amendment, which gave women the right to vote. And I suppose we could say that voting is essentially the power to have your voice heard. And like the 19th Amendment, the talkies finally gave Lena the chance to be heard. However, even when given the opportunity to talk, she was constantly told that she didn't have the correct voice. It was as if there was this predetermined standard that she was obligated to follow. And when she couldn't fit in that standard, her voice was covered up by someone else who did. Right. And I think that when you take this with historical context, um, you can, it can all be construed in parallel to how women's voting rights didn't necessarily mean that the repre- didn't mean the representation that was supposed to come with it. And so, in a sense, the message is almost like, you might have the right to vote, but you'll still never be heard. Mm-hmm. Now, when you look at it in comparison to The Great Gatsby, there's the clear similarity that they're both romance filmed and centered. But the main, the predominant messages of The Great Gatsby was that of past and hope. And this theme of hope can actually be seen reflected in Kathy's character. She had big dreams of making it big in Broadway as an honest actor. And in the end, she achieves those dreams of being a well-known actor. Right. And I think you can see that in uh, Singing in the Rain, hope is something that you want. It's a good thing. But in The Great Gatsby, hope is actually a bad thing. You can see with Gatsby, he pursued his dream. He pursued Daisy And in the end, it went horribly for him. He died, Daisy didn't come to his funeral, and it was just a sad ending. Mm -hmm. So you can really see the conflicting roles of hope in these two movies. Okay, let's take a short break before we talk about the accuracy of the film. (coughs) All right, let's just get right into it. So right off the bat, the movie supposedly takes place in 1927, and based on the several Calvin Coolidge references and the major historical event, the invention of the talkies, which happened in 1927, this all checks out. Mm-hmm. And another major historical accuracy was the 20s slang that, that many characters used. Yeah, definitely. I remember there was one scene where Don is talking to Kathy and he says to her, I'm such a ham. And I remember just bursting out laughing because obviously that's not something we would say now. <laughs> another reference was that one scene where I can't exactly remember the context but Don says 
something about banana oil. And I know that's definitely something that was on our list of 20 slang that we got in class. Oh, yeah, I definitely remember that. And also, I think another theme throughout the film was movies. Like, you could see how um, going to the theater and watching movies was something that everyone did in that time period. And that's clearly shown in the movie. Mm -hmm. This was definitely a time of... Um, emerging movie stars and Hollywood it girls and in this case the it couple would definitely be Lena and Dawn right exactly and I think that also is seen where Lena thinks like she's supposed to be with Dawn because everyone thinks that they're the it couple right so that she thinks that they're supposed to be together Mm -hmm. and it was also um, this could also be seen when Dawn just hopped right into Kathy's car at the beginning and well, the definition of an it girl is the someone that everyone either wants to be or wants to be with. So Dawn probably immediately thought, oh, Kathy definitely wants to be with me. And that was just not the yeah, case. exactly. Now, in contrast, in The Great Gatsby, they didn't really talk about the social side of movies. Um, in fact, they didn't really talk about movies at all. But they more showed the parties and how that represented social life in the 20s. Mm-hmm. One thing that Gatsby did that Singing in the Rain didn't do is they definitely portrayed the social divide and class division. And they also got into some of the economic aspects of the 20s, such as the thriving economy and Wall Street and... Um... <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> now let's talk about the hairstyles for a second. In Singing in the Rain, all the girls, of course, they had short hair, but they were curly and pinned up. Now... In The Great Gatsby, everyone's hair was straight. And I'm still not sure whether or not curly or straight is, you know, which is more accurate. Mm-hmm, definitely. And another major difference between these two movies was the way that they portrayed these promiscuous parties. Now, I know in Gatsby, they were wild, lots of alcohol, and overall just very flamboyant with streamers and and pools and everything and it overall gave me like vegas vibes very right, modern exactly now in singing in the rain it was definitely more conservative not as scandalous for instance the flirting was so much more toned down when we compare the relationship between dawn and kathy versus gatsby and daisy i mean gatsby and daisy they had sex on screen versus you know dawn and kathy who just at most had a peck on lips mm-hmm and this was actually kind of confusing to me because I know when we discussed the 1920s um, social party culture in class, um, we definitely it was definitely mentioned that premarital sex was uh, something common because all the floppers, very wild. So originally I had thought that because Seeing the Rain was filmed in 1952, much closer to the 1920s that Gatsby was, I thought it would actually be more accurate. But now I'm starting to reconsider because I actually in my mind I thought the parties would be more like the ones that were seen in Gatsby right I think seeing the rain was just not as promiscuous as you would expect it to be all right now it's time for what you've all been listening for Andrea was singing in the rain a wreck or a wreck in my opinion I would only lightly recommend this movie yes I agree this wasn't the best movie especially in comparison to the great Gatsby but given when it was filmed I'd say they did a pretty impressive job So, you heard it. Final answer. It's a wreck. Okay, I think this is it for this week's episode. Tune in next week for another episode of Movie Wreck or Wreck with Andrea Shang and Elizabeth Zong.